Hello and welcome to night number 18 of 31 Nights of Frights presented by Inner Honest Opinion. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. Starring Keith David, this is Darren Scott and Rusty Cundiefs belated follow-up to Tales from the Hood. This is the direct-to-video Tales from the Hood 2. Tales from the Hood 2 reunites Darren Scott, Rusty Cundiff, and Spike Lee on four different tales with a fifth wraparound story. This time around, the stories are not nearly as compelling, and only the last two actually have any value or worth and even any kind of social commentary that works. The first story features a girl and her friend who go to a black history museum. However, this museum focuses on a lot of the forgotten parts of black history. One of those things is the doll known as the Gollywog. Honestly, I've never heard of this before in my life, so I guess it was good to bring it to light uh, with something so obscure. So she wants to purchase this doll from the owner. The girl is white and the owner does not take too kindly to her wanting to purchase such an item and the fact that she seems to love it so much. Um, The story is kind of offensive in a way. Uh, It's meant to be humorous, but it's not very good. One thing I do like about the story though is that they actually had a little link to the first film and that was with the slave doll. You actually see it in the uh, in the glass case with the Gollywog doll. So that was kind of nice to see a return and a little reference to the original. The second story features a group of thugs who wind up killing a guy that they appears to be a crooked businessman. Uh, He appears to do a lot of good for the community. However, he also has a lot of shady underdealings. They kill the guy and then they use a psychic to try to talk to the guy and find out where his secret money is at. This one here is right up with the first one as far as being a poorly written, poorly directed uh, entry in the stories. And I was not a fan of either one of the stories here. Uh, The first two were not off to a good start. The third story features two guys that target uh, women and they drug them and want to rape them. Uh, They wind up getting their just desserts in a little bit of a revenge type of story. Uh, Again, it's not very good. However, it was a definite improvement on the first two. And this is the only one that I could see that had a definite Tales from the Crypt EC Comics type of vibe. And it was a definite step in the right direction. However, this actually comes at nearly 40 minutes into the movie, if not a little bit later. I wasn't exactly keeping time on it. However, the first two were just poorly written in a slog. This one here was actually kind of fun. Um, If you guys haven't guessed by now, I was not a big fan of this movie. It was a big disappointment as I'm a big fan of the first one. Um, If you listened to the last episode, I think uh, you kind of gathered that, that I thought the first one is great and an essential film 
not only in watchability, but in its execution. Uh, this one here, it just falls flat. But with that, the fourth story. Uh, the fourth story features uh, a tale of sacrifice. It uh, features a guy who is kind of selling out to a, I don't know, he reminds me of Colonel Sanders or something. He's a, uh, a, a racist Southern guy that claims that he wants to bring back traditional values. And so it reminds me of a lot of the conservative types of politicians. And it features an African-American guy that's working for him, and he's a Republican, and this one here is a little heavy-handed with everything that it wants to do. Where the first one had, I don't know, the first movie had a good balance between um, seriousness and some dark humor as well as some fun thrown in. This one here, uh, it's very heavy-handed with what it wants to say. It's not a great entry either. However, these last two stories are definitely where the movie starts to get good, but it should have been more even keeled throughout. I will say that the last story here is very heartfelt at the same time. Uh, definitely has its heart in the right place in what it's trying to say. However, it just doesn't reach the emotional impact that it should. Uh, it it does in a way, but it, it and I can see where they were trying to what they were trying to do with this. However, it's just, there's something missing from it. I don't know. It was a good part of the movie, and this is probably the strongest story that we get here. Uh, it doesn't live up to anything in the first movie, in my opinion. Um, it's just, this, this here, this is an episode that's tough for me to do because I was really, really hyped on this movie. Um, I found out that Tales from the Hood 2 was being secretly shot in New Orleans, and I was very excited about that, but there's a reason why it was being secretly shot. It wasn't a secret at all that the movie was being shot. It's that it was going direct to video. Unfortunately, the movie shows that it's a direct to video film. Direct to video isn't always the worst thing. There's some direct to video films that I like. Um, this one here, it shows that it's a low-budget film with everyone involved from the first film uh, with Darren Scott, Rusty Cundiff, Spike Lee. I mean, that that's the producers and creative team of the first movie. What went wrong here? I don't know. Um, all I can think about when I watch this is that considering Spike Lee worked with Jordan Peele on The Black Klansman, uh, I almost wish they would have incorporated Jordan Peele into it to try to, I don't know, steer the stories and direction a little bit into, I don't know, get out territory maybe, or even trying to unlock what made the first one so great. One thing I haven't talked about is the wraparound story. Again, the wraparound story is super heavy-handed with what it's trying to say. It's kind of ridiculous as well. It's a robot that is taking in all of the stories that are coming from Keith David, who is taking over for Clarence Williams III. 
Uh, unfortunately, Clarence Williams III was not in this because he since retired. Uh, it's kind of a shame, but I do enjoy Keith David. Unfortunately, I think that he is wasted here. He doesn't uh, he doesn't play the role that great. I mean, he's the best part of the movie, but it's in a not very good movie. So I don't know. I will say that I spent six bucks to rent this movie and I kind of feel ripped off. Um, I hope that maybe there is a Tales from the Hood 3. Uh, maybe Universal will let them have a bigger budget the next time around. And maybe we'll get a better movie next time if there is a next time. I don't recommend buying this. I do not recommend going and purchasing it or or from a streaming site or renting it from a streaming site. It's actually on Netflix right now. If you're truly curious about watching it, watch it there. Um, But other than that, it's one that I can't really recommend to anybody. And with that, I'm going to end the episode. So as a reminder, you can find me on Twitter at Adam underscore FBGM. And check out our podcast in our honest opinion. Good night.